Join our superintendent as she talks about Hell on Earth Part 1. Blessings of all, my brother and sister. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby of Shekinah Worship International Ministries, Shekinah Worship Center, Bermuda, greeting you once again. Our pastor is Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman. And I'm coming to you one more time with another installation of Insights with Soup. Superintendent, that's me, Janice Battersby, Superintendent of the Sunday School at Shekinah Worship Center. And let me tell you, if you haven't seen our previous episodes, this is an exciting study that we're doing in the book of Revelation called Escape the Coming Night with Dr. David Jeremiah. It's been an exciting study. We've been doing it as a church. We've been inviting anyone who wishes to join us on Zoom to be a part of it. And what a journey it has been. This installation deals with lesson number 21. It's a 43-lesson series, and we've been just going through chapter by chapter, verse by verse of the book of Revelation. Now, I'm not going to go into what we previously discussed. You're going to have to look up those episodes, and I'm telling you, you will not be sorry you did so. If you have never read the book of Revelation, this is a great way to do it. Dr. David Jeremiah has been someone that I have listened to for about 30 years, and I trust his research. I trust what he has to say. He is Bible-based. He is one who lives by the word. He is a fantastic teacher, and I thank God that what God has given to me over my lifetime in seeking out explanations of the book of Revelation and hearing Dr. Jeremiah's teachings have come together and joined up loose ends and really made this book, which is such a mysterious book and a scary book for a lot of people, so relative to life right now today and to understand the times that are to come. So what I want to do is I'm going to share with you from this lesson Lesson number 21, and the title of this lesson is Hell on Earth, Part 1. Now, who wants hell on earth, period? But we get into some pretty meaty stuff when it comes to this particular study. Now, this lesson brings us to Revelation chapter 9. So we're getting up there halfway through the book of Revelation, and we have been reading about the vision by John the Apostle and the seven seal judgments. And now we've been touching on the trumpet judgments, which come after the seal judgments. And so tonight we're actually going to focus on the fifth trumpet, which is blown. Uh, we're seeing judgments being poured out on the earth. We, we saw the, the rapture of the church. The church is no longer on the earth at this time of the teaching. And so what we're dealing with are those that are left behind after the rapture. We understand that there are 144,000 Jewish evangelists that are sealed by God, so they will not be harmed as they go out on the earth preaching the gospel to the Jews who God promised Abraham that he would have a relationship with. God never forgot that promise, and he is going to make sure that the gospel goes out and that the Jews that rejected Christ in the beginning and have taught away from the Messiah, they will have an opportunity to become Christians. And anyone else who has not heard the gospel, they will also have a time to become Christians. 
before the end of the world, before those who are not God will be cast into hell. But in the meantime, as these things are going on, the earth is chaotic, absolutely chaotic, what with wars and famine and disease and the political upheaval, the economic upheaval, the natural disasters that are going on, things are happening. And you don't want to be a part of that. I'm telling you right up front. You want to make sure that while you have breath in your body right now, you choose Jesus Christ as your Savior and God as your creator and father. This is the time now while the Holy Spirit can woo you and draw you into the family of God. Do it. Don't hesitate because you will regret it. I promise you that. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read to you Revelation chapter 9 verses 1 through 12. And then I'm just going to give you a little snippet of this lesson, what we have learned from this lesson. And I'll be reading the New King James Version of this scripture. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth. And to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron, And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. So ends the word thus far. And so now we're looking at a time where, again, we have another judgment that is being unleashed upon the earth. So again, at this time, we are studying the seven trumpets, which come after the seven seals. We've gone through the first four which show us how the earth is going to be affected. Part of the trees are burned, the seas are turned to blood, the rivers, the fresh water is poisoned, the sun, the moon, the stars, a third of them are darkened, and we find that the daily cycle will probably be changed. We won't have that long period of daylight like we are accustomed to now. The ships, a third of the ships will be destroyed. The economy is going to be turned upside down. 
But now we start to see judgment being poured out on man themselves. And so we have the fifth, the sounding of the fifth trumpet. And a star falls from heaven. Now, what we learned was in our last lesson, we learned about a star called Wormwood, which falls to the earth and poisons the fresh water. That's not what this is saying. This star is actually, uh, as John's vision puts it, in, in, a, in a personality. There's an unnamed personality. Why? Because it says to him was given the key to the bottomless pit and he opened the bottomless pit. So our understanding is that unnamed personality is Satan. He is actually given permission to open this bottomless pit. Now, our understanding, and we can go back to the book of Job, you can see where Satan goes before God and God gives him permission to do things. Satan is a created being from God. He is not God. He does not create. He imitates and he even perverts the things that God has created, but he cannot create anything. And so he is given permission to open this bottomless pit and out comes smoke. If you recall, hell is a place of fire. It is burning fire. And this bottomless pit emits smoke. And in this cloud of smoke, out come what he sees as locusts. And so we studied a bit about the fact that when you hear of locusts and we think of Africa and Kenya and places where over the last few years they have had plagues of locusts, even if you think about Egypt in the Bible, you think about Egypt and where locusts would move in these great clouds, so much so that they would even darken the skies because there were so many. And they would descend on the fields and vegetation even scientifically, you can read the encyclopedias at how quickly they can destroy vegetation. And so you have this cloud of locusts that come upon the earth. And it is said that to them, they are told not to harm the grass, not to harm the trees. Now, right there, you know that this is an actual locust because that's exactly what locusts do. They eat the vegetation. They can strip any part of a field in seconds for the sheer number that they are, the amount that they eat. But these locusts were told not to eat the grass, not to eat the trees, but to go after those that did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Now, we want to be clear about this. It's not saying to hurt those that have, say, 666 on their forehead. It's not saying that. It's saying to go after those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Now, we want to be clear here. There are those who feel that not choosing Satan, they're still a good person. They're still going to get it to heaven being a good person. They don't necessarily have to choose God or choose Jesus. But let's be clear here. It says here that these locusts, these beings were not to hurt anyone but those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. That meant whether or not you put 666 on your head or not, if you have not chosen God through Jesus Christ, you are not God's. There is no, I'm a good person, I'll get into heaven. 
Are you a Christian? Have you chosen Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you confessed your sins? Have you repented from your sins? Have you accepted Jesus' death on the cross for you? Are you living the life that God wants you to live, that he has predestined for you? If you have not done that, then you are not bound for heaven. There is no good person who will get into heaven. And we have a habit of letting people live however they want to live. And then when they die, all of a sudden they turn into an angel. That's not so. It's not an easy thing to hear, but it needs to be said and it needs to be heard. These beings are to go after those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. I don't know what that seal is going to look like. I don't know if it's a literal seal or if it's a mindset because you are a Christian. I don't know, but God will know who are his. You don't want to fake it. You don't want to find out too late that you should have done what you heard about. You don't want to find that out. So these beings were told not to hurt the earth, not to harm the earth, but to harm those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And this is the other thing. They weren't going to kill these people, but they could torment them for five months. Now, I don't know the significance of the five months, but these people were going to be tormented for five months. And what was that torment? It was a pain that they would give these people that would last for five months. And this pain was like the sting of a scorpion. It's not saying that they were scorpions, but whatever this pain is, it would last for five months. And those that were stung for five months, it would hurt them so much that they would try to die and death would escape them. Now let's think about that. In this day and age, you know, we have death before birth at the hand of man. We have death at the end of life, mercy killings for people that are old, for those who are terminally ill, that people decide that they no longer want to live and now we have mercy killings, death on either side. We have suicides. There there are people who commit suicide because they feel like they can't go on for whatever their reasons are. But here at this time, no suicide attempt will work. They will have to endure the pain. Five months, they will seek it. It says there in those days, men will seek death and not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. You know, we think we're in control. Look at that. We kill our unborn and we think that we can take our lives whenever we so desire. But let me tell you something. Right now, all we're taking right now is the physical body. There's still the spiritual body. Our spirits live forever. Where will you spend your eternity? That's the question. It's not an easy thing to think about, but it's definitely something that each and every one of us will have to think about. So then come the description of these 
creatures. And again, it says that they have the shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. So as it's described, they are imperial. They're strong. They're they're ready to, to fight these creatures. And they're invulnerable. It says that they have crowns on their heads and and the word there is Stephanus. So it's like the athlete's crown, like the crown of victory that we as saints are supposed to wear. But these creatures are wearing them. My goodness. And it also says that they're intelligent. They have faces like men. So there's a, there's a strategy. There's an organization that they have. And that's the other thing is that um, it's said that they have a king. And, but locusts don't have a king. They don't have one locust that's moving them all. They move by instinct and by a cloud. They move together. They don't have one leader, but these locusts do. And we will get to that in a minute. They also had hair like women's hair. Now, it was so interesting that Dr. Jeremiah shared with us that in the culture of that time, a woman's hair in that culture, represented her sensuality. And I even shared how a friend of mine a long time ago uh, had shared with me that Mary using her hair to dry Jesus' feet, not only was she preparing him for burial, but it was like she was expressing her intimacy with Jesus. The intimacy involved in that act And here we have, they had hair like women's hair. And Dr. Jeremiah was saying that there was something uh, sensual and inviting, even about these creatures. And sometimes we can't help ourselves. Come on. There are guilty pleasures that people have. And so as repulsive as these creatures may have been, there was something about them that made them inviting as we even see how the world today is so full of the sensual, the sexually immoral, but we celebrate it. Oh my goodness. It's a worshiping experience almost now. It's amazing. And yet here we see it with these creatures. They had teeth that were like iron's teeth. They had teeth that were like a lion's teeth. So it was like they were uh, indestructible. They had breastplates of iron. They were an army, a formidable army that went forth to harm those that did not have the seal of God on their heads. And it says that their wings sounded like chariots with many horses running into battle. Dr. Jeremiah said, can you imagine? You know, the the thing is this, and I'm going to backtrack a bit. Dr. Jeremiah pointed out that Satan unlocks this pit and outpours this army of demons. That's what they were, demons. Now, he's pointing out that not all demons are walking on the earth. There were still those, there are still those that are locked in a pit. Funnily enough, when we think about it, when Jesus was freeing the man who was filled with many demons, They said to Jesus, don't send us to the pit. Send us into those pigs over there on the hill. Even the demons don't want hell. They know about hell. They know about hell. They know about heaven. They don't 
what is it that even the demons don't want heaven they don't want how. And, and that's what I'm saying is that some people are like that. They want neither, like the demons. But even the demons don't want to go to hell. Hell is not going to be a party place where you're going to be with your friends. And people say that. Hell is going to be full of pain and bitterness and regret forever. You're not going to have time to worry about the next person. Even the demons don't want to go back to hell. That's something to think about. They don't want to be in the pit. Wow. That's a thought. But we act like hell doesn't exist. You know, at the beginning of this lesson, Dr. Jeremiah was sharing how some people don't believe in hell. They think that it's a state of mind, uh, mainly. But you know what? And I wrote it down here too. No one can make something not true simply by denying it. Now, Dr. Jeremiah had a teaching this week, and he likened faith like this. Light exists. Sound exists. But if your eyes are not working properly, you can't see. If your ears are not working properly, you cannot hear. Just because you cannot see and just because you cannot hear does not mean that light does not exist or sound does not exist. You just don't have the tools to be able to see and hear. That's like faith. Heaven exists. Hell exists. But if you don't have the faith, then you won't comprehend either. Just because you may not necessarily believe it does not mean that it doesn't exist. My question to you is, what if it does? And you find out too late that it does. Do you want to risk that? Do you want to risk having this thing happened to you? What if it's true? You got to ask yourself that question. And so I leave that with you. So here we have these demons coming out of this bottomless pit. And it says that they had as king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. Satan. Satan is the king. And so all the lies and the deceit that Satan gives to you about how great sin is, he's going to turn on you. God's judgment is going to be poured out on you. Satan wants you in hell with him. And he's making it look awfully attractive. But let me tell you, the book of Revelation shows us in no uncertain terms. And we're only halfway through. Do you want to be a part of those judgments? And then the last verse says, one woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Remember, there were three trumpets left to blow out of the seven. We already read about the first four. This is the fifth one. There are two more left. It's not over. And we're being warned. There's more to come. Well, I pray that as you have listened to this, it has stirred up your heart. And really, really made you think about where you're going to spend your eternal life. If you want to reach out to us, please do so at swimatlogic.bm, swimatlogic.bm. Send us an email. Let us know how this is touching you. And we encourage you as well to look up our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google under Real Knows Real. And Voice for Our Times on YouTube, you will find teachings, 
There is so much teaching going on at Shekinah Worship Center. The live Sunday services, our Wednesday mid-teachings, our Wednesday midweek teachings, our insights with Sue, our other members are doing different things and you can be a part of it. Just so much teaching. We welcome you to be a part of it. We welcome you to be a part of the kingdom of God. And we're ready to help you to do that. Send us an email. Look up the rest of the insight with Sue. Like I said, this is lesson 21. There are 43 lessons. And we're going to put them all on podcast for you to be able to hear. So that's it. Thank you so much for joining me on Insights with Sue. And I say on behalf of Pastor Seaman, blessings abound. Mm-hmm.